All right, picture this with me, friend. Crowd hungry for more. Meager offering of five loaves and two fishes. And a miracle that unfolds. Join me today for an inspired journey about the feeding of the 5,000 plus, I'm going to get into that, as we explore some profound lessons on sacrificing for abundance. We're going to talk about transformative surrender, purposeful sacrifice, and we're going to talk about a blueprint for abundance and not in a prosperity gospel way. Don't panic, my friends. Stay tuned, listen in, get out your Bible, and let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Milk and Honey with Lemon. The Bible says in Numbers 14, 8, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. On this podcast, we talk about stepping into that overflow that God has for us by becoming those ultimate Proverbs 31 women. Hey, I'm Lemon. I am just like you, sister friend. I knew God had something more in store for me, but I couldn't see a way out of the laundry piles. And frankly, I resented that Proverbs 31 woman. How was I gonna live up to the hype? That is until I found out how to really step into becoming this Proverbs 31 woman through leadership development. In this podcast, you're gonna find financial freedom, leadership growth, and motivation so you'll be able to do all the things God has called you to do with ease and really step into that land of milk and honey. Friend, now before we dive in, I wanna tell you I have something really fun and exciting coming up. I'm gonna be working with women in more of a one-to-one capacity. So if you're like, all right, I would be interested in doing that, then just go to lemonprice.co slash coffee chat and come and connect with me. I would love to connect with you. So let's move on to today's episode. I swear, friend, I could not plan these any better if I tried, but this has been on the list of things for me to talk about for months because I read this in Matthew a few months ago. So if you're new, I got a new Bible a couple of months ago and it's a spiritual growth Bible. And I was like, let me start in the New Testament again. And I love this Bible. It has 800 different articles in it. I have a link to it in the show notes if you guys want one. It has quickly become one of my favorite Bibles because I really love commentary and as an academic nerd, I really love it. So a few months ago, I was in Matthew and that is where our story is going to start today. I wanted to talk today about giving something up in order to gain something and God's bigger plan for us. So I'm in Matthew 14, and I'm going to just read some of this to you. Matthew 14, 1 to 12 is talking about how it's when John the Baptist gets beheaded, right? And John the Baptist, Jesus, their cousin. So this is tough, right? So we're going to pick it up in verse 13. It says, As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. So I want to stop right there. Jesus just went through something so devastating. He just lost his cousin to a beheading that was completely unwarranted. Not that any, I think, beheading is warranted, but this is like really unwarranted. And so Jesus is looking for a little alone time to mourn the loss of a family member. And the crowds followed him and he took compassion on them and healed their sick. So then in verse 15, it said, that evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. 
But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. Y'all, what a powerful story. What a powerful story. And what I love about this story is there's so much we can take from it. And so I want to talk today about sacrifice and biblical multiplication and all those kind of fun things. So it's going to be a very fun episode. So the first thing that I notice when I read this story, and it, y'all, I've read this probably a million times, but there was a call to sacrifice here from Jesus. Because the disciples had the, their own provision. They had five loaves and two fishes. And that was, they had gathered those things on their own. And God says, give it to me. Jesus says, hand it over. He takes it from them. And I can just imagine having just so little, seeing this insurmountable problem, and you only have the little bit of effort that you did, but there's no way that you can solve this problem with your own provision. It's just, you're like, it's not going to happen. And so Jesus says, okay, give me everything that you've done on your own. I want you to sacrifice everything you have done on your own. And I just think about what a profound moment that is. How often are we faced with something that feels very insurmountable? We have done all that we can. And then God says, give it to me. And you're like, God, this is all I have. And he says, give it to me anyway. Give it to me anyway. Because Jesus had compassion for the people. Jesus has compassion for you. God has compassion for you. Even in the midst of him dealing with the beheading of his family, dealing with the death on his family, he still took compassion on the people And he said to the disciples, give me, give me your effort. Give me the thing that you have done on your own. And he takes it from them. And so I want to encourage you to think about the sacrifices God's asked you to give. There's always that like picture or meme or whatever going around of a little girl with a teddy bear in her hand and Jesus is asking her for it. And she says, but it's like my favorite, right? Like it's my favorite. I don't want to give it up. But what she doesn't know is he's got a bigger teddy bear behind him waiting for her. And it is it is the act of sacrifice that brings about the blessing, which is the other thing I want to talk about is this transformative power in surrendering. Jesus then takes their their small amount of effort, right? Their their small provision, because let's be honest, they didn't expect to have to feed 5,000 people. So he takes the provision that they have, he takes their effort, and then he multiplies it. He multiplies their effort so much so that they had leftovers. There was abundance in the multiplication. And so sometimes we have to sacrifice what feels very limited to us, what feels all we have. God, I don't have anything else left. I don't know how you're going to show up. I don't know. 
I can't do this on my own with what I have. I have 5,000 people to feed and I have five loaves of bread and two fish. And let's be honest, there was more than 5,000 people because it says there was 5,000 men fed that day. And then there were women and children. So realistically, you could be looking at 10,000 people. Easily, easily. If every man there even just had a spouse, you're looking at 10,000 people. And then if they each had one child, you're looking at 15,000 people. So there was a lot of people that needed to be fed. There was a lot of people that needed to be fed. And so God, God asked for a sacrifice from them. He says, give me what you've done on your own. And then he multiplies it to the point where everybody has enough to eat. Nobody was taking a small portion. We're just coming off of Thanksgiving. Did you, did anybody look at, oh my gosh, we don't have, there's 10 people here and there's only one tray of green bean casserole. If anybody wants seconds, like I'll just take a smaller portion. That did not happen in this story. People took exactly what they wanted and needed to be full. Jesus says he came to give us life in the fullest, right? So people were full. They had everything they needed and there was abundance. There was so much left over because of divine intervention, but it couldn't have happened without the sacrifice. There had to be sacrifice from the disciples in order to have a miraculous multiplication. Jesus needed them to sacrifice what they had and trust him that he could go and provide. And that's the other part of this surrender is there has to be trust. There has to be trust when you're surrendering your provision to God. When we, when we look at these stories from the Bible or these events from the Bible, it's really easy to look at it from an outsider perspective being 2,000 plus years renewed, removed and say, okay, yeah, it was super, yeah, of course, of course they gave up the, the stuff. It must have been super easy because we all know how the story, how that moment ends. We know how that moment ends. But the disciples living in that moment did not know that was how that was going to end. They had no idea. We can see it now. But they had no clue what God was going to do when they handed over their provision. They just said, okay, and handed it over without knowing what the outcome of that surrender would be. And so it's really easy for us to look back and say, yeah, of course he would give it up. Of course, Jesus is going to turn your five loaves of bread into something that could feed 5,000 plus people. Of course, it's easy. Duh, easy choice to make. But it's not as easy when you're in it. It is not as easy when you're in it and God is saying, give this up and you don't know what the outcome is of your surrender. And so there has to be trust in that surrender, in the sacrificial giving that you're doing. We have to trust that whatever it is God is going to do, he will multiply. There will be abundance in that sacrifice. We just don't know what that looks like or how that's going to look. And so I want to encourage you to cultivate a mindset of release and sacrifice and surrender. Have this, have this shift in your mindset on what it means to give sacrificially and to trust with a full surrendered heart posture. And then I want to wrap this little this episode up by talking about how we align our sacrifices with our goals. 
And I know that sounds really crazy to say. I don't want to say, oh, if you give this way, then this is the outcome that we'll have. There was strategic sacrifice for kingdom goals here. They didn't surrender like their fishing poles and then Jesus magically, and I say like magically in quotes, right? Like they didn't hand over like their fishing nets and then all of a sudden Jesus turned their fishing nets into a bunch of fish. They had bread and they had fish. And so they made a strategic sacrifice to give their bread and their fish so Jesus would multiply the bread and the fish. And we, when we are thinking about the kingdom goals and the strategic sacrifices and the eternal values that we have, it has to make sense. Like it has to, it has to make sense as to what it is that we're sacrificing and what it is that we're giving. Since we're talking about Jesus, let's talk about the ultimate sacrifice. I just said Jesus came. And he said that he was here to give us life to the fullest and in abundance. And that's what happened here. I think this story really echoes the atonement. Because here was Jesus. He was suffering a personal loss. Jesus probably felt real human emotions because it says that as soon as Jesus heard what happened to John the Baptist, he wanted to be alone. So Jesus, here's Jesus in pain. He's hurting. He lost a family member. He's in pain. And yet, he looked at the 5,000 plus people and had compassion and cared for their spiritual needs and their physical needs while he was suffering and gave so in a way in this moment that was abundant. And that's what he did on the cross. Jesus. Jesus is hurting. Jesus is in the garden saying, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to sacrifice my life. But if it's your will, let your will be done. Jesus says, let this cup pass over me. But your will be done. And so Jesus sacrifices himself. So we may have life in abundance. So we may have freedom in abundance. That's what the story is. That is, it is pointing us back to the ultimate surrender and atonement and, and sacrifice that God has made for us. And what joy there is, what joy there is in the sacrifice. Is it enjoyable to sacrifice? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's hard. It's why it's a sacrifice. It is not supposed to be simple. It's not supposed to always be easy. But there is joy and generosity and kindness and selflessness and holiness on the other side of the sacrifice. There is abundance and life in the fullest on the other side of the sacrifice. I love this story so much because it really is just a deeper reflection of God's heart and his nature and his care for each of us. And points us to the ultimate sacrifice that he made. And the compassion and the care that he had for us in that sacrifice. And so I would love for you to go back and to read this with fresh eyes. And think about it from that perspective. About giving up what we have. Giving up what we, we have done on our own. Giving it to God and then letting him divine 
gently intercede on your behalf and multiply it and give you life to the fullest and in abundance. Y'all, just what a fun episode to come off of Thanksgiving and gratitude. And as we move into the Christmas season, just thinking about the sacrifices, thinking about the way that God has, has shown up for us and what he can do with the little bit of provision that we have, the little bit of effort that we have on our own. But really, we all know God gave it to us in the first place. But what can God do when we surrender and we sacrifice? What good is on the other side of that surrender and that sacrifice? So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As a fun reminder, I am going to be working with women in a more one-on-one intimate capacity. And so if that's something you want to explore and just see if it's a good fit for you, go to lemonprice.co slash coffee chat and come and hang out with me. Let's see if it would be a good fit for you. I would love to talk to you, get to know you better and see what your goals are for 2024. Let's do something fun and exciting together. So I will see you next time. Hey friend, what a joy it has been to share today's journey with you. If you found a spark of inspiration or a nugget of wisdom that resonated, would you bless someone else by sharing this episode with them? It could be the encouragement they need to step into their purpose and calling. Also, if you could spare a moment to leave a review, it would mean the world to me. I really appreciate your feedback and it really helps our community grow. Remember, the road to discovering God's call for you isn't one you have to walk alone. So join me again next Monday for another episode where we'll continue to explore the depths of leadership and the heights of our heavenly calling. Until then, keep seeking, keep growing, and keep trusting in His plan. God bless you and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye, friend.